This episode discusses domestic violence, assault, suicide, anxiety, and depression. If any of these topics are triggering for you, I do advise not listening to this episode. And if you or anyone you know needs assistance, please call Lifeline on 13 11 14. Hey guys, this is part two of my chat with Married at First Sight star Beck Zemek. If you haven't already, please go back and listen to part one in episode 71 before listening to this episode. Do not fight amongst yourselves. Please come to me. So will you confirm or deny? At least you're honest with me. So exclusive. Let's go back to Jake. Yeah. How did you guys make it till the end? Like, obviously, you've said that you were basically forced to stay. But yeah, from a viewer's perspective, you guys had absolutely no chemistry. So for us, it was also, I guess we didn't realize what was going on behind the scenes. But then in the final vows, Jake said that he was falling in love with you. So do you think that was genuine when he said that? Is that how you guys were actually by the end? Had you bonded over the producer's treatment of you? Like what was actually going on in that final vow situation? Yeah, look, I do think Jake was falling in love with me, even though there was times that Obviously, from what the viewers seen to that, I, I know it can be confusing, but when Jake and I realized how fabricated the show was, he had my back and he wanted to sit there and talk about it with me and he had to apologize for his actions. He'd actually told me, and I know it doesn't go in his final vows, but I have them for you, by the way. Um, in his final vows, he even talks about the sabotage of the <laughs> relationship and how he nearly lost me to realize that he actually wanted me in his life. And it was at that moment where we actually did start having authentic conversations and he had realized and I had realized how toxic the show was and he was so supportive and I guess understanding. He had told me that the person I had seen on the show and how he was acting and treating me was not the real Jake and all I kept asking for was the real Jake. So even up into the last minute, I had written leave, even on my final vows. But I was like, I know how shot my mental health has been on this experiment, how hard it has been, how controlling the environment has been. I am not doing myself any favors by not allowing Jake to be in an environment that is natural. And maybe he is authentic. And all the things that I've been sensing aren't from him. It's from the cameras in the show. And I actually explain that in my final vows. I'm like, you know what? Like you've given me signs of like maybe this could be a thing let's restart now and walk away from this and try have a relationship because that's all I came on here for in the first place like this is all I wanted so I actually surprised Jake obviously again all edited out but I fly to Melbourne after the final vows and spend some time over there with him before he actually initially came to Perth so hold on with the final vows so you're allowed to say whatever you want producers don't influence that they will read your final vows and yes 100% they influence it they have like a structure so you have to say something great and then something not so great and then something that might lead the opposite way and then you get to say what you want to say so it's actually longer than what you see on tv that's even with anything like even our first vows that we do they will just edit whatever they want to make do 
out of the entire piece of paper that you've got in front of you. And if you don't give enough of one way, they will tell you, no, you need to write more about this or you didn't recap on X, Y, and Z. And there'll be things that you're like, why would I have to recap on him shoving his tongue down my throat, for example? But they'll be like, no, but that, that was a significant thing. And in my head, I'm like, no, it wasn't. And then when you watch the show, you're like, okay, it was a significant thing for you guys. <laughs> so, uh, so your final yeah, vows have to reflect like the storyline. Yeah, pretty much. And they want to have cliffhangers in it. Even in this moment, I thought I'd be able to express how I genuinely felt. And I got a call from Tara as my limo pulls up and she tells me on card number six, at the end of what I'm saying, I need to do a dramatic pause. That's really long. It needs to get him thinking. And I just played along with it. I was like, this is the last day, baby. I don't give a shit anymore. I'll just do it. And there I am toying with someone's emotions. I'm putting Jake on edge in a state where he's thinking, oh my God, like I've actually pushed her so far away. She's leaving. And I would never intend that on someone and I still did it. And I did the cliffhanger for the show. Like there was no true feelings in it. And it was quite hard for me to even be as authentic as I wanted to reading my final vows because of this. I was like, okay, which one's page six? Like, okay, I need to remember this. And it just took it away. It took every form of like real emotion out of it for me. And we were that couple to play those roles. So I wanted to give Jake that chance and I did. And I'm glad I did. I would have always wondered like, what if, because of how the show made me feel, I couldn't even imagine how he was feeling or how anyone else was feeling. So the final decision though, is actually up to you. If you say to producers, I want to stay or I want to leave, they will allow you to choose whatever you like. Uh, Yes and no. So they do have their couples that they really want to have work. For example, Georgia and Liam, you would have seen that our final vows was in a pretty much a saddle club scene. (laughs) Very obvious that it wasn't made for us. Our vows were, I think, even five days before Georgia and Liam's and one of them was deciding to actually write leave. So they put their vows on hold till they could convince the other person to sway. So look, my vows got changed last minute and I knew that I was doing them the next day and I rocked up to the saddle club with pink flowers (laughs) and I was like, okay, this is my thing. Who's got knocked from today? And I found out it was theirs. Oh, so you're saying that your venue was actually meant to be for Georgia and Liam and they switched you around. Yeah, that's right, 100%. So they were meant to do their vows that day. They thought, shit, this isn't the outcome we want. We're going to work on them a little bit longer. (laughs) That's exactly what happened. Because with you and Jake, I was like, you know, it just was confusing that you both wrote stayed to me. I was like, how did this, you know, how did we end up here? But it makes sense when you say, you know, with everything that had gone on that you guys were like, okay, maybe let's see what happens on the outside since this experiment was so controlled and manipulated that comes down to the editing so for example they talk about jake and i never having affection now our last day like we could not get our hands off each other like it was so romantic everyone got to see this even at reunion but it got edited out i don't know they've obviously changed at last minute all right we're going to show zero affection rewind back every single kiss every single anything get rid of it um and that's what they did so all the good moments are gone yeah and obviously the rest of the cast got to see these good moments in our video they made at the end so it's been seen by multiple people now they know what our relationship was actually like it just never was aired that way and I think a main thing that happened for example is with our honesty box it actually got brought up then that I even said to Jake why haven't we had sex yet I walk around naked all the time I'm in the shower, inviting you in the shower to come join me. And all of a sudden you've got a call or 
you're going for a run. Like I pretty much called him out in front of the group because I just didn't get it myself. And I just had this gut feeling something just, again, wasn't right. I didn't feel Jake was authentic. He pretty much said to me, the reason we haven't is because he needed me to jump him. And I just sat there like, I've never heard that in my life. Like, what do you mean by jump? Like, I'm naked. Like, do you mean I have to like force you upon your wheel? Like, <laughs> I was really confused about that. So, yeah, I don't really understand. Like, again, the edit is the edit and I will never understand why I was targeted to be that cold person. But I guess they had footage of me reacting to certain situations and they ran with it and it made good storyline. Well, I think Jake said that he got no affection from you and that he kind of blamed you guys for not taking it to that next level. So you're saying that you did try a few times and it wasn't coming on his end. Yeah, that's right. Even when we were outside the experiment, I remember him rocking me to sleep in the shower and then complaining that I didn't have sex with him at the reunion. And I was just like, dude, I'm, I need to call you out on this. Like, it just doesn't match up. I'm not here to jump you. Like, that's not how a relationship should work. It should be, you know, mutual agreement. I'm pretty sure if you want to sleep with someone, you sleep with them. And unfortunately for me, Jake, every time he'd had quite a few drinks, that's when he thought he would take the opportunity. And that might come from a confidence thing. And because I was so cold, like, I'm not going to hold him to it. However, the, you know, the effort was there and mutual. It just, every time he found that confidence, I was not attracted to that kind of confidence because obviously it came from, from alcohol. And that's fair enough. I mean, who wants to sleep with a sloppy drunk dude? So then after the final vows, you mentioned before that you went to Melbourne. Can you tell us about that? Yeah. So I flew over to Melbourne and spent some time with some of Jake's close friends. I made him eat five star because I absolutely love food. And I stayed at his house while I was over there. I got to meet his family as well. His his parents are absolutely lovely. And I guess see what Jake was really about. You know, I thought in my mind, if Jake was just to come to Perth, that's not me showing him how much I'm going to try and make this work. I thought what a better way than to actually show him how much I want to actually just try and make this work. And if it doesn't, it doesn't. And we had a great time in Melbourne. Everything, almost everything <laughs> went pretty smooth. There was a few conversations that got really, I guess, hot and heavy about previous relationships and things like that. But yeah, all in all, we were doing quite well before he came to Perth. When I got back to Perth though, Jake was allowed to obviously go back before final vows and visit his family and do his deliberation with them. I couldn't. So when I finally finished up in Melbourne and flew back to Perth, I had only been in Perth like what, a week until Jake had actually flown over to Perth for work. He said, obviously he was there to see me as well, but he had work anyway. So it was in my eyes going to tie in with plans. We just spent over three months <laughs> every single day. Pretty much other. I didn't think he'd want to see me every single day. And I hadn't seen any of my friends. I hadn't seen my family. I hadn't caught up on work. Like when I got home, there was just so much for me to do. And on top of that, I guess there was a few family things that I was going through that my beautiful family weren't telling me about because they wanted me to be focusing on me. And so when I got home, I had a few things to deal with. I guess in Jake's eyes, he was supportive of that by talking to me about it. But then behind my back, he wasn't. So for example, I'll tell him like, look, I, I'm not going to see you for a few days. I'm doing this. I've got X, Y, and Z to do. And he'd say, no worries. But then he'll go talk to one of the other wives and be like, Beck doesn't want to see me. She doesn't care about me. She's not giving me attention. And it frustrated me because I was like, a relationship, you should be able to just give and take. I think he just couldn't see the boundary there when I was like, I just need some me time. He was seeing it as Beck doesn't want me and a form of rejection where all it was, was I just need my life back. You know, this is my freedom. This is something that I haven't had for a long time. And 
I need to get back into routine. And readjusting. Um, but unfortunately, he didn't see it that way at all. And we started butting heads pretty fast. He said that, yeah, you didn't put in any effort to see him, I guess. But then I also reported that he was over there for work. There was another incident as well that I mentioned on the podcast involving police during a drunken night out. You had to call police to intervene. Can you talk to us about that? Yeah, that was just a very, very boozy night. I guess I wanted Jake to make everyone absolutely everyone so I thought what a better way than get everyone down to the same place to meet him including my sister my brother-in-law my closest friends anyone that could make it pretty much to actually meet Jake and you know see what he was like all the people that should have been at our wedding and I guess one thing led to another where when Jake feels rejected and hasn't spoken to me about it like he gets very vocal after a few drinks and started on the boring comment again and things like you don't want me you don't want affection like just kiss me now and like be quite aggressive to a stage where I didn't call police on this occasion I literally just went and got them and said he's harassing me get him away from me and he didn't like that either and it was quite embarrassing for me because I had my friends like what the hell get him away from you I don't think he's a nice person and then I have on the other side other friends like oh my god I think he's drunk maybe we should look after him so I'm wanting him to stay but then I'm like no I'm, I need to look after myself in this situation and I'm literally sick of him always saying like everything's my fault I should do more of this and I should do more of that and I guess I was dealing with things I was dealing with on the show and I didn't like what I was seeing so the police escorted me into a cab and told him you're not getting in with her she doesn't want to be around you right now and I left I left the night I left him with I actually left him with one of my friends and was like can you please take care of him and so he did knowing that I just wanted to get out of the situation we were fighting and bickering in front of people and I was I was just embarrassed and then is that why you didn't really want to spend time with him after that in Perth yeah so I guess I just woke up the next morning and I felt I was dealing with the same things that I was dealing with on the show I wanted to give him the chance outside the experiment because I thought he was different. But I was seeing the same person <laughs> where he would try, I guess, put on this facade in front of everyone of who he is and then his actions didn't match up with his words. And every time I called him out on that, he would point the finger at me and everything was my fault. And I hated that feeling. Like there was no accountability to anything. And I guess if you had those same doubts that you had on the show, you're probably like, oh, abort, abort. Yeah, I just didn't feel like I was getting the fulfillment I would want out of a healthy relationship when I was constantly bringing up some pretty valid points around like, I don't think this behavior is okay. And instead of getting, you know what, I agree. And if that's how you feel, then I'm sorry. Instead, I was getting like, well, did you know that it's your fault that this is happening and you're to blame? It just didn't sit well with me. Hmm. So then he stayed in Perth after that incident for work or was he there for you? He asked me if he should stay and I said, I think he should go home. I still hadn't settled in, but been there eight days, I think, at this stage. And I said, go home, spend time with your family and friends. They probably miss you. We don't have to spend all this time together, especially when we're in a really unhealthy place right now. Since the moment we've known each other, we haven't even been given the opportunity to miss each other. Mm. And that's normal in a relationship. And there's nothing normal to this right now if we're going to keep doing what we're doing in the experiment. And I think it came down to as well, like everyone wanting to know, like even when I introduced him to all my friends, all everyone obviously wants to know is about the experiment. And we didn't have a very great time on the experiment. So we weren't talking about healthy things. It was like a leaky bucket. Like we were trying to patch holes on one section, but, you know, we we're never actually going to be able to build the relationship without just starting off fresh. And it was so hard to do that when we had been through what we had been. 
and it's all everyone wanted to talk about. And I guess as well, space is healthy, you know. Like you said, you need to have a chance to miss each other. You're not going to, you're only going to annoy each other more if you're on top of each other 24 seven, especially when it's not a good foundation. Yeah. And he got me feeling so guilty through other people when I found out what he was saying that it wasn't okay. So to me, he was like, yeah, no worries. That's awesome. Like, that's fine. And then I'd hear through other people. He was like, she's rejecting me. She doesn't love me. I can never win. And I was just like, oh. No, I can never win. Just if you feel that way, come talk to me about it. And then like, let me explain to you why I'm asking for this time, because it's nothing to do with you. It is to do with what we've just gone. My mental health was shot. Like I can't even Mm. express how little I thought of myself. And I guess as well, you kind of needed time on your own to process what had just gone down. Like it was quite a full on experience. You probably needed some time away just to be like, what just happened? I just needed to be in my safe zone. And what I mean by that is surrounded by people I do trust and I do know and I'm familiar with. Not all these strangers I just met and I just put all my trust in. And I guess we're all set up in this environment that was you know, quite toxic for me. And unfortunately, I was one of those people that did have a bad experience. So then Jake stays in Perth and he spent New Year's Eve with Booker and Beth. And obviously we know that there was the kiss incident with them. Is that why you guys broke up? Absolutely not. And I can't believe, well, I can believe that obviously the editing has gone down this way. Obviously to make it so controversial and hypocritical and I guess get people talking. This is what, you know, makes the views of this show these days. But no, I obviously seen it when I was drunk. I was so drunk. It was New Year's, not going to lie. And I was extremely upset. I didn't even know what I was looking at. All I was looking at was Jake's with Booker and his Mac and Norm with her. So probably the worst time to try address it is when we're both drunk. So I just left it for that day. And then the next morning when I woke up, I woke up to these abusive messages from Jake asking me why I'd shared the video and like, how dare I? And I was like, hang on a second. Like last night you were telling me there was nothing wrong with it. So why are you now having a go at me? And telling me that I've been sharing it. Like I was very confused. And then he started telling me it was my fault. He told me that they didn't kiss. So I sent him the footage. I was like, no, I think he did. And then he told me it was on the cheat. And I was like, dude, I just sent you the footage. You haven't ever owned anything before when we've had these conversations. This one, I'm going to get you to own. A hard boundary of mine is just own, own your shit, right? I'm like, I know you're in like freak out mode. That's why you're saying all these things right now but you've had time to absorb it. Like I'm not hitting you up straight away and cornering you to give me the answers. Like take the time and let's, let's talk about it. And I still didn't get an apology. And I was getting essays of like, you should have been there. If you were there, it wouldn't have happened. You should have spent all this time with me. I came here for you and I didn't even want to be spending New Year's with them. And so I, instead of like breaking up with him or message or anything like that, I actually went and seen him the day after that and sat down with him and had a coffee and just said like, look, I think you're a great person, but you're not my person. And that's okay. Everyone's out there searching for something. And one of those things I need is someone who can accept their flaws. Like we're all human. We all fuck up. It's going to happen. There's certain fuck ups that I will not accept. Like if someone goes and, you know, shoots someone and says they did it because I felt like it. Like there's definitely boundaries in my life. However, I got to a stage where I was with someone that I felt could never just accept their flaws and I felt upset for Jake in in the fact that he just never wanted to let anyone down to a stage where he was letting himself down by not just accepting and recognizing things when they happened that 
it's okay to screw up. And I think that just comes from him always wanting to do his best. Like even on camera, and this is exactly where I got an on-camera, off-camera Jake. Just Jake trying so hard to be someone he was not. And all I was seeing was someone who was quite lost and didn't know themselves. And, and that's why Jake and I broke up. I was with someone who I didn't think was ready for a relationship. And I didn't know at the time, obviously, he was meant to be walking down the aisle with someone else not that long before. When I found that out, I honestly did feel I was on the right path and my gut was right from the start that it wasn't an authentic relationship and he hadn't healed from his past relationship. Did he ever mention his ex-fiance and the fact that he cheated on her? Was that ever brought up? He did. And he did it on camera in a way where, again, it was very unauthentic for me. So what I mean by that is he was like, I'm here and I'm admitting to my faults on national TV because I'm going to prove that, you know, I've changed and I'm owning up to it. And I was like, okay, so how have you, how have you actually owned it? Like you saying that you've done something isn't owning it. Let's talk a little bit deeper about it. And he was like, well, I messaged a chick, but I didn't cheat, but she thinks I cheated. So we'll just go with that. But here I am owning it. And so I was like, "Mm, that doesn't sound like owning it. Owning something is, I guess, in my eyes and in my experience is, this is what happened, actually saying what happened. It doesn't have to be in detail or not, but I cheated and she thinks I cheated, so I cheated. didn't sound like someone owning a situation. And I think the remorse behind it. One thing that didn't sit well with me is the way Jake used to speak about his ex. I didn't understand where the hate came from if he was the one to sabotage the relationship. And I wasn't one to judge, but I always just thought in my mind, like if you speak about your ex this way, what are you going to say about me if we don't work out? Hmm. And look, there's, I could go on for hours and hours and hours over where our values didn't align. But yeah, I, I feel this was another example where the accountability just wasn't quite where I wanted to see it. He wasn't able to accept his fault to an extent where he was able to move forward from it. So I heard as well that when Jake's appearance on the show was leaked in the media really early, when the ex started slamming him on social media He apparently threatened to leave the show to producers saying he wanted to leave and he couldn't have his reputation ruined like this. And then I was also told that he then negotiated a better contract to stay on the show. And in the contract, it was, you know, you're going to get a favorable edit. We're going to make you look really good. We're not going to sabotage your charity reputation and all of that. Do you know anything about that? Is that true? And like, did you witness that go down? Yeah, look, I can only talk from what I know. So I don't, no, if he was on a different contract, he did make mention that he got his lawyers to change certain things and his contract wasn't signed until like a few weeks into the show when it was like all finally, I guess, ready for him. I don't know if what was in that new contract that he got made, but Tara did sit me down at one stage and tell me that she won't be able to air certain things that had happened, obviously because of the mental health charity. And I was fine with it and I did it. I covered it up because... I guess a charity was more important than, you know, a small little argument that Jake and I had over some stuff where he'd screwed up. Like I said before, we're all human, but I've done it now to my own detriment of my own character where they've played my reaction to some of these things, but they haven't played the context. And that's where I think the line's been crossed. So Jake was threatening to leave the show in those early weeks after he was leaked as well. Why was that? Yeah, I didn't understand it at the time. I think by... Jake getting leaked into the media a few people didn't know and something surfaced up that he had to deal with and obviously didn't know how to can you elaborate on what those things were yeah 
I feel so sick even speaking about this, but after the filming, I actually had a girl reach out to me. And say what? She said that she was actually seeing Jake for the show and two weeks before the show, he had had left to go to work and had stopped speaking to her. And she had actually found out that he was on the show through the media and him being leaked. And he messaged her and apologized to her and said that he had to do it for his career. And she was obviously really upset and angry and tried to stop speaking to him. And look, there was exchanges of messages between them during the experiment that would not be appropriate if you were in a relationship. So he was actually seeing this girl before filming and during filming. Yeah. So the, well, during filming, the messages exchanged are, I'm not even going to be here much longer anyway. Like I'm leaving this weekend. And then the next week it would be like, oh, I'm actually staying another week. And he was pretty much just toying with her emotions, to be honest. And look, he did at the end say like, I actually am staying with her. Like I really do like her. However, he then had the audacity to catch up with her after I left Melbourne and before he went to Perth and even invited her to stay over at his house. Oh, my God. Like sexually? He didn't state that, but why else would he, after spending the day with her, ask her to stay over? And she already felt something wasn't right in her stomach and she was like, look, I think like I'm freaking getting played here. And then obviously he came to Perth and we broke up. So he went back home and then started seeing her again. And I think the reason she spoke out about this is because he then went away with her and then decided to ghost her. And then a week later, he was in the media with Sophie. Wait, so he was with this girl before filming, talking to her a little bit during filming, then met up with her after you left Melbourne, got back with you, and then after New Year's Eve, was back with this girl. Yeah, that's right. And it makes so much more sense now why Jake was acting the way he was when I met him this facade he was putting on like the intention with me wasn't real from the get-go it just so happens he did fall for me and then were you back with Jake ever after you guys broke up did you guys ever rekindle yeah so before the reunion we all went out together and Jake (laughs) Jake wanted something to come from it but it was like to me it was just like a bit of like rendezvous macking on in front of everyone and he then he actually then tried to get in my bed and sleep with me I managed to like he passed out because he was quite blind but I managed to sneak out into Beth's room and told Beth like Jake's in my bed trying to get it on with me (laughs) help me out so I actually went and stayed in in Beth's room for the reunion wait so he would have been with that other girl at the reunion when he was trying to get with you yeah so he's cheated on her with you and then cheated on her with you oh my god well by the sounds of it I think there was just I wouldn't say, I don't think he was with her like officially. There's just a lot of manipulation here with people's emotions. Like that's for sure. I really feel for this girl. And obviously she doesn't want her name in these lights. She's quite embarrassed that she ever thought there would be something between them. But this is my gut being right again. Like I knew something was even up during filming. And So she reached out to you and told you all of this info. Yeah. And she's got obviously the receipts to back it up. And she showed you those receipts? Yeah, so what she had left of them. So obviously, even with the staying thing, it's he said, she said, but she's got some credibility to her story, that's for sure. Um, Even just exchanges between her and her friends and what he had done to her. My mind's spinning because I'm obviously friends with Mel Lucarelli from previous season and I know that she slept with Jake the night 
of the reunion or the night after the reunion while he was in Sydney. So how does that fit in? I think it fits in with validation. So I found with Jake, he always needed validation. There was even a time where we were having a night out and he said to Joe in front of me, like, oh, you'll never know what happens after the experiments, like hinting like something could happen between them. And I just thought like, who are you to make those, you know, those kind of comments? And even at the reunion, the final couch ceremony, he said to me, oh, that's why we didn't have sex. Like, it's like he always needed a reason why it wasn't him. And that's what I found through the whole relationship. The accountability just never existed. And it came from him just wanting so bad for everyone to love him, but not for him, for who he perceived himself as. And that's what I couldn't break through because I could read or I could see who he really was as a person like it's quite funny because they edit it but they show it during one of the episodes me looking like I'm complaining that he doesn't make the bed however what happened was from day one I started documenting what he says first what he actually does and one of those things was when we walked into our room for the first time he told me that I wasn't allowed to make the bed because he does it every morning and it sets him up for success and I was like okay weird thing to say on camera right here right now but no worries and we got to day 10 and he still hadn't made the bed once so I actually did a video on it and they actually used it to their advantage and played it between something like I was complaining that he wasn't doing stuff but it was what he said versus like what actually was going on that I found really hard because I just didn't have a real person that's when I started referring to the real Jake who is he because I don't even know who he is what he says and what he does like it's like he was trying to be more for me And I don't know if he was doing that because he just didn't think he was enough. And I even said to him, like, I've seen the real Jake and the real Jake is enough. He is enough for me. I just need him, not this Jake. This Jake is not enough for me because he's not real. And we had deep conversations like that all the time where, you know, I just wanted him to feel like, you know, it was okay that he'd made mistakes in the past and he was still making mistakes now, but he just needed to own them and know it was okay. And he just couldn't do that. And I just had to put myself first when I left that relationship. And now to find that other girls are involved, I just, I didn't realize how unsure of himself he actually was. I can't even justify these actions other than to someone who's lost. But wait, back to the timeline. Sorry, my head's still trying to get the timeline together. So he was with the girl, then he was with you. And then the next night he was with Mel. And then a week later, he's with Sophie. Because when I listened to Sophie in his podcast, they said that they were together for weeks before they met up on her birthday so that doesn't make sense to me yeah look I don't I don't think that will ever even make sense even to myself all I want for Jake is happiness but not in a relationship I want Jake to find self-happiness I want him from within to know he's good enough and then go find what real happiness looks like and until he has that within he will never be happy back to Sophie I heard that he was also messaging Sophie during filming and apparently you told the other brides about her and about him bringing her up is that true he definitely did mention Sophie he mentioned her like I should know who she was because I even have messages to my friend like he's always talking about all these people he knows and he's telling me I should know who this Sophie chick is and I don't even give a shit who she bloody well is I think he mentioned her twice like he pretended he forgot he mentioned her like the week before and I caught him out because I actually know quite a few people with a good old blue chick as well (laughs) thanks Jake so I actually mentioned one and he pretended he knew them. And I was like, great, let's give them a buzz right now. And then he started backtracking straight away and was like, oh, no, I mean, like, I know of them. Like, oh, they might know who I am. 
I just sat there and I was like, yeah, this is why we aren't getting along right now. Like, just give me something, something real. Like, come on now. If you don't know someone, it's okay not to know them. Like Jake, Jesus. It was hard. It was hard. Um, even in those moments to form a relationship with him because it was always one up or one better. And that's not the lifestyle that I'm interested in either. I'm not a clout chaser. So we can confirm that they were at least talking during filming, whether it was romantically or just as friends, which is also interesting. The timeline just doesn't seem to be adding up to me. Let's talk about now the final reunion. Obviously, everyone wants to know about this video with you and your brother. (laughs) Can you tell us what actually happened in that situation? So what is your version of events and how did the producers get that footage? Yes. So if we put it in like a timeline, obviously I had written leave a week prior to going home to my dog. Obviously that turned into stay on on TV, even though Jake and I wanted out of that relationship. And then the week after I'd, I'd written leave again. And this is where I was talking about my mental health and where I was at. So it was literally 24 hours after communicating that I wanted to leave the relationship that I flew home for the first time in months. And what we see unfold is, I guess, someone who I had a romantic relationship with before the experiment come back into my life for a very brief moment to pick my dog up. <laughs> and what it felt like to have, I don't know, control and autonomy and agency over my own life and the choices I made. It's not as if I had organized like a, a catch up with someone on Tinder behind Jake's back and I needed I guess, to be disgenuous towards him. Like at the end of the day, I will own it. I did. I cheated on Jake and it was probably by the time we were a place of like where we really did like each other. Back then it wouldn't have hurt him. But then when he did find out, that's when it did hurt. And it hurt a lot, I guess. And I need to own that. This is just proof like when your mental health isn't where it needs to be. Like how easy it is to make some really poor decisions. And I made a freaking poor decision. And I guess, yeah, I agreed to the terms and rules in maths. However, I agreed because I guess I had the general assumption beforehand that if a relationship wasn't working for me, it wouldn't be working for my partner either. Like if I wasn't feeling it, I honestly didn't think Jake was feeling it. And like I've now like exposed, we weren't. Like I never anticipated for Jake and I to work out or try work out at the end of the experiment when we started to see him feel differently after explaining to me that he was sabotaging the relationship from the start. I think we were just in like an artificially constructed relationship. So at that time, in my eyes, I didn't feel like I was in a relationship. People have been, I guess, relating myself and Bryce, which is crazy to think because I just called Bryce out on what he had told me and the truths that I knew. I didn't bring in know this girl's name I didn't bring the information Sam brought or Booker brought or Jake brought you know I only brought my own information to the table with that one and I did not have a boyfriend at all during the experiment I literally seen a moment of freedom and I took it and I didn't think the obviously the camera kept rolling and it rolled for forever like obviously I stopped this camera like the footage that was shown versus the footage that I gave them (laughs) wasn't anything like it so even when I seen it I was absolutely shocked and I just seen Bryce sit on the couch and lie his way through it and get away with it and I think that was the first thing that went through my mind I was like I either fight or flight this and all I've been doing is you know getting gaslit and 
everyone kept questioning me about Booker and the kiss and I kept saying then and they obviously edited it all out but I said the reason Jake and I broke up isn't because the kiss people fuck up all the time and if someone does something like that is it the end of a relationship for me no has a boundary been crossed yes but it doesn't mean that you know you don't sit there and have a conversation about these things yeah I guess with the Bryce situation I just seen him sit there and again lie manipulate get his way out of it and I got put in a situation where I had been shown a video that had been changed to what was actually what actually happened that night and so I thought well I'm gonna lie my way out of it and look it's not as if brother is the first thing that came to my mind when I thought about lying about it I could have easily gotten out of that even with the brother situation if I gave them nothing to actually put together for that final reunion then they would have nothing to play with I'm not that person I couldn't sit there and lie the reason brother came up is because Jake was talking about Booker being a sister to him and it was like kissing his sister (laughs) which just was crazy at the time and I even made a smart ass comment to him I was like yeah it's my brother like you know you kiss your sister like that I was just being an absolute smart ass oh so you weren't actually saying Uh, it was your brother you were saying it was the way you would kiss your brother yeah that's right yeah, because even though Bryce yells out that it's passing, he was, what, 30 metres away from an 18-inch TV when he got to see the footage. They've just put it together to make it more than what they had because they didn't have much. And that's how they've made it look explosive. They've also made it look like I went home for, you know, a while. I was home, like, I think less than a day. I was under strict instruction to not leave. I wasn't allowed to leave my house. I wasn't allowed to take Oscar to the vet. Like, when I speak about it being edited, like, it didn't show the other half and the other half shows that, you know, there was nothing more to this. Like, you know, this guy literally grabs my dog and leaves. And obviously when it was shown the way it was, it wasn't just shown in front of like my peers and my friends. It's getting shown across the entire country. And I think that's where I, yeah, I panic. And just seeing that can lie your way out of anything. Like Bryce just did, like, why not do that? But there was a split moment in that where I was like, no, you know what? I got to own this because this was my behavior and that's what you see unfold where I actually come clean because I had time to actually process what they had shown and regardless of like if they shown the whole thing or not it doesn't justify the action and that's why I decided to sit there and not do a Bryce and and not fake this fabricated show and actually say what had actually happened and what went down. Well I think it was good that you eventually did own up to it because it's a lot more than what the others have done so good on you for actually owning up to it in the end. There's a few theories floating around about how producers got that footage. Did they get it from your deleted items on the phone like had you deleted the video or had you just given it up because there was nothing to it? So there was nothing to it. I had still deleted it but there was nothing to it so I had given it up and that's what I mean when I say even when I seen the footage and what they decided to play, like I was shocked. And it made sense why they kept questioning me about Booker, even though I had already told them that many times. We're friends and people make mistakes and she's owned up to it and like we've moved on. And I still kept getting the question over and over and I just had no idea why. And and it's obviously because, you know, they'd created this storyline towards the end of what they wanted this to look like and probably why all the affection even got pulled out of like Jake and my relationship. And it hurt not to see that stuff back because they were the good moments I was looking forward to actually watching and I guess being able to be really fond over. And I didn't I didn't get that. So there were rumors during the show that you had this boyfriend waiting for you back home who was your ex-boyfriend, Ben. 
and apparently he was waiting for you to finish the show and you were going to get back together. Is that the same guy that was in the video? Yeah, so I think it's quite funny that no one's actually like, I guess no one wants to hear the truth because no one actually even asked Ben, even when that story came out, if it was true. Not one form of media said, hey, I heard this can you confirm? Like no one reached out and it's probably because people prefer to hear these crazy ideas rather than what's actually going on. And to make it easier for people, the, the guy in the video isn't actually my previous relationship. So, so it's not Ben? No, it's not Ben. So who was um, it? He doesn't want to be known. He doesn't want to be part of the experiment, especially seeing what it has done to me. And I don't want him to be trolled either, like from it. In his mind, he didn't feel like he was making a mistake. It wasn't something sexual and instigated. So I will respect him to stay, you know, confidential. Is it the same guy that you're camping with at the moment or that you were camping with last week that you're that you've said that you're seeing now? Um, I was just roughly ever to be honest. I was actually out camping and Ben's family was up camping as well. Someone managed a photo of just us two in a table of like eight people and that somehow made the media. (laughs) So, yeah. I got sent a video of you camping and someone was saying, where's your brother? Like making a joke. So that guy that you were camping with was Ben. Yeah. Who is the guy that you were f- going in the water with, with the dolphins? Was that Ben? <laughs> I'm a player. Is it dolphins? <laughs> what is it? Shark? Um, you did a Q&A. Mean. You posted a Q&A and they said, are you single now? And you posted a video in the water with some guy. Yeah, I was just stirring the pot. It's been quite um, interesting because obviously this photo came up about Ben and I having a relationship. And I actually spoke on this around... It's not official until it's Facebook official. And that's the world we live in, which is quite sad. But obviously, I think maybe my ex-fiance or someone's screenshotted this when it's come out because it must have been hot news for them to screenshot it, considering it was actually only up for 48 hours. That's how long Ben and I were in a Facebook relationship for. (laughs) When you go official at a drunk at a party, may I add, and you wake up the next morning, you realize you can't talk to everyone you were talking to before if you're going to publicly be in a relationship. And I guess Ben and I were at a stage where we thought we were ready for a relationship, but there was too much baggage, I guess. And I'm not talking on his part. It's probably more my part, where I wasn't ready to cut ties with other people. I was seeing this guy only a few weeks before, and it was actually a pretty kind of crappy end to the relationship. So I wasn't in a headspace where I wanted to continue anything. And we stayed very good friends. It wasn't like there was you know, a sour taste in our mouths. Like we just kind of went back to friends with benefits. And when he found out that I was even going on maths, he didn't even bat an eyelid. And I was like, "Mm, that goes to say a lot. We're still that way as well. Like Ben's a massive part of my life. And I guess when I got put in a relationship with Jake and it wasn't working out, it makes you realize when you're in pretty bad relationships, how good you kind of have it with other people. And yeah, I'd be absolutely lying if I didn't say I have like an absolute soft spot for Ben. Like, no matter what, he keeps it real. And that's all I wanted from a relationship with Jake. And to see that actually, no matter what's unfolded on TV with the way I've been portrayed, like Ben's someone who knows me for me and I can't do anything but appreciate him for the love and support he gives me even to this day. So like maybe he is, maybe he is the one for me. And maybe I have just, like I do in every relationship, find any reason to put my armor on and find a reason to not let someone in because that was the reasons I went on the show in the first place I said to the experts help me this is what I do if something's not going quite right I push people away and 
I was just too scared to like lock myself into a real relationship after my past 10 year relationship where I was even engaged and I was just not fulfilled at all. And I think even though I didn't get what I wanted out of the show, in hindsight, I think I've found myself a little bit more and I've realized that I do have a voice and I, I do know what I want. And there's nothing wrong with having boundaries and not settling for them if, if they're not there, because I am setting myself up for something better. And sometimes even watching myself back, they can't edit everything. Like they're not editing me cold. Like I was feeling that way. And I need to start realizing when, when I am cold and how to break down those walls myself because it's not for other people to do so even though I didn't get a relationship out of the show I've got that much self-growth of who I am as a person and my voice and like as you would know we're on gagged contracts right now not to speak our truths and I think that's the most toxic thing that I could do for myself and I'd prefer to be broke for the rest of my life and and speak up on behalf of everyone on the on the show than have money so yeah. So you're saying there may be hope for you and Ben maybe it took an experiment for you to realize what you had all along (laughs) well Ben and I had actually known each other six I'm gonna say I'm gonna say maybe like four months before the show so it was fresh it's not as if I'd known this guy for years or we'd be dating for years it wasn't anything like that and I've never been someone to throw myself in a relationship and I didn't know why so when this opportunity came up I was like you know what this is me throwing myself into a relationship and having like this commitment and unfortunately it just didn't work out if love was that easy to find like to be fair they could have matched us better I feel sorry for Jake like I don't honestly think he asked for me and in my audition tape he got to watch he got the brutal truth I think on day three when he got to watch it to know that he's definitely not what I asked for in a guy but it doesn't make him a bad guy and it doesn't make me a bad person either it just means that we just didn't connect if love was that easy we wouldn't be going on a show that Mm. perceives you're there for love which obviously I learned you're not but you know it's okay not it's not it's okay not to it's not that easy to find and yeah no other person's going to be able to find that for me that's for sure I need to find it myself it's a good takeaway back yeah do you think the producers knew what they were doing when they put you and Jake last on the couch like I feel like they purposely wanted the last thing that was left in the audience's minds that footage and you know, how I perceived it was you were the one that they kind of wanted to throw to the wolves. And I don't know, it's how they do every finale. There's always one woman who's kind of like done dirty, like Davina, Martha, Innes, Jess. They're always called out in the last episode, even last year with Stacey and Natasha. Do you think that considering that they chose not to air that footage of Jason slamming Liam, how do you feel about the way that you kind of got stitched up in that last finale? I haven't watched it yet, but it's quite interesting you say that because I've only just heard from other people that it was last. We didn't actually go last at all. Oh. Patty and Belinda went last. Look, they have strategy in not just that, in, in every single thing that happens on the show and the questions they ask to, you know, the way they make you look at each other. For example, there's something called pensive shots where they ask you just to look at each other, look out the window and never understood why we did it. But it's so they can get any facial expression possible or to make it look like you guys are arguing or like they cover every basis. Like they're very, very good at doing that. I guess I can't possibly blame the producers when it comes to the edit because the footage is there to swing and justify or not justify, but validate my reactions. And it's the editors and obviously the executive producer that have decided not to show that so I will never understand what I did to 
deserve that, but I don't think they see me as a person. They see me as a product and they know that by creating a product like they have, they take the emotion out of it. They're there for the ratings and they know how to get them, that's for sure. But yeah, I guess leaving the audience with that lasting impression with the footage, it led to like a lot of backlash from viewers and a lot of trolling, which I witnessed even just on my own account when I posted about you. There was just so many comments really nasty comments towards you. Were you reading the comments? Did you cop that kind of backlash on your own page? And how are you kind of coping with that? I stayed away from the comments personally. I knew that they would be harsh. I couldn't kind of wrap my head around the fact that before that footage was shown, the show had made it out like Jake had cheated on me. And in those 24 hours before knowing what I had done, there was no form of like backlash whatsoever towards Jake. And then to see, I guess, what came my way. And it's mainly from women as well, which is quite concerning where it's like their inner toxic woman comes out to play because they either see a little bit of themselves that they don't like or something that's maybe hurt them in the past. And they decide to jump on social media and write some of the most horrible and horrendous things that I think I've ever heard in my life. I think I'd be getting the same backlash if I had killed someone, to be honest. It's been heartbreaking, but not just not just the comments towards myself. I think mainly the thing that's hurt me the most and damaged me is the comments towards my mum. My mum went on the show purely to protect me. And what you don't see, she gives it to me. She's never been on my side when it comes to relationships. She's always told me to suck it up. And obviously that doesn't get aired, but she was very fair and reasonable and she always has been. And it's not even from that. It's from the start of the show where they based my whole entire story on no affection as a child. I spent Father's Day filming with my family and friends. We took a whole day out of their lives to actually go through and show everyone what I was about, what I enjoyed doing. Like I actually give my life to develop people in their careers, in their personal life. Like that's, that's who I am as a person. And to see that not come to light on TV and for them to take a few words of me talking about a result of suicide in my family that led to no affection. The backlash, like my my poor mum, she's a strong cookie and to hear her cry because people were coming up to her on the street saying, I never realised that Beck had such a tough upbringing, like has broken her. And to see her broken like that, been really, that's been the hardest because she didn't ask for any of that. And that's not my backstory. And that's not who I am. Mm. And they managed to do that in the first five seconds of the show. And I wish I could take that away, that pain away from her because she doesn't deserve this. All she she did was stick up for me from what she's seen and the fact that the entire nation didn't get to see that, but she has to cop the backlash. That's that's been the the hardest thing for me. And I guess she didn't sign up for the show herself, so... Yeah, I don't understand where her duty of care lies within Channel 9. Like, she doesn't get offered a psychologist. She doesn't get a call from them asking if she's okay. To be fair, neither did I. Only when they were knowing that they're heavily edited, they will give me a heads up. And I didn't even understand the heads up. I got a call once saying, like, how's your family feeling? Obviously, this is getting aired tonight, like, for example, the cinema. And I'm just like, what do you mean by that? Yeah, that was the heads up I got over the edit. I hope you're okay. They might not be, but we'll see. And um, the experiment itself, watching it was another thing. And that's why I haven't finished watching it. I just, I can't. All I can do now is 
delete it out of my mind, which I pretty much have. Like it's very raw, even just bringing it up now. And I, I just really want this to be hopefully like one of the last times I have to feel the emotions connected to it, which I think are really important for me to let go anyway. But all I can do now is keep being myself, being the person that Jake fell in love with because Jake wouldn't have fallen in love with me if I wasn't a likable person. And I know it's okay to have boundaries. And for the haters out there that think it's not and, you know, how dare I um, because of what they've seen on TV, like you don't know me and you don't know my boundaries or what I stand for and and I'm going to keep being me. I'm not going to apologize for that. That's the one thing I can't apologize for because everything I did throughout the show, I had my heart in the right place. You have owned up to your mistakes and you have, you know, you haven't blamed the edit completely. So I do commend you for that. It's a lot more than what a lot of other people on the show have done. Yeah, well, I wasn't in a place where I wanted to play victim or point fingers. And I actually am a bit embarrassed that that's the first thought I'd had. Before I even went on the show, I wasn't that person. I was someone that, you know, in my past had done some things that I wasn't proud of, but I speak openly and freely about them. And I just got sucked back in and and my frame of mind even to today is so much stronger than prior to the show but what I had to go through to get out on the other side and what I'm still going through like this isn't the end of it for me like this is my life now and I have to constantly try keep myself in a positive frame of mind over comments online and some days it's easy and but I'm telling you now some days all it takes is for me to jump on and flick through and see one comment and and my mental health is in jeopardy this is obviously going to be broadcast in every single other country in the next few years as well. Mm. I just want a little bit of, I guess, ownership, especially the amount of people that wrote in about what they were witnessing on TV to get a formal apology from Channel 9 and to see even what they wrote back about that. And again, no accountability from the network. All I can say is I wish I didn't go on the show, even though I have the most beautiful friends and I'm stronger now. This is my life now. And my life was perfectly fine before. I was missing the courage to like lock a guy down, to be fair. And now the backlash that's coming from just wanting freedom and wanting to be loved and having that opportunity, it's not worth it. It's not worth it at all. Mm, well, it's starting to sound like that from everyone. No one seems to, I mean, everyone seems to wish they kind of didn't do the show, but it has been nice to see this season such strong female friendships formed. I think it's the kind of the first year where that's really happened. So that's been one positive from it, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. And and Melissa and I, we got along. I think she even mentioned it. She thinks sometimes I'm her friend and sometimes I'm her enemy. And she's thinking that because she just didn't know if like there was truth in what I was saying, because, you know, she's in this relationship and I would never have told Melissa if I didn't care about her. We actually have a lot in common and I think she's an awesome chick. I just think she doesn't have boundaries in her relationship at the moment and I hope she, you know, has made them now and and can see, I guess, the toxic relationship that was aired on TV. And if that's not what it was all to be, then it wasn't. I can only speak on what I personally seen. I can't speak even from what was shown on on the television because I think it's all just a lot of nonsense. Mm. But I did see her not setting boundaries in that relationship and Bryce gaslighting and obviously cheating and manipulating her. And it wasn't a nice sight. I just wanted Bryce to own his shit. Like, don't, don't lie. Like, I think the most frustrating thing for me was like, I, I was sitting there just trying to get into a mental present and it just kept unfolding and getting worse and worse to a stage where he's physically trying to grab me. Like, I just don't know. I don't even know how we ended up in that situation, but I stand for all women where I say it's not okay to, ever feel that way or be made to feel a certain way 
even in a relationship, like if you're not feeling it, you're not feeling it. Move on. Find someone that you want to be with. Don't stick around because you feel guilty. And I think that's what we do as women all the time. We we have that inner DJ that spins the same track over and over in our head that we're not good enough and we should stick around because what if it's not greener on the other side? And we play that song all day in our heads and, and we beat each other up. And we don't support each other because God forbid, as soon as we start supporting each other as women, then we're admitting to our own flaws and we don't want to do that because we're embarrassed about them and we hide behind all these social platforms to, you know, express all these words of hate. But the message that these people are actually trying to write down isn't like, Beck, you're a slut. They're trying to say, I don't like what you did because it reminds me of something I did or it reminds me of something a guy did to me once. Well, I hope things improve for you. Hopefully when people have the full story after listening to this podcast, they see the bigger picture and see that there's more to you than I guess what was shown on screens. I can only hope. And even if they can't, like, I'm just going to have to keep being myself because, you know, I have a pretty good track record before the show of that. And hopefully the network changes their treatment of contestants and actually makes some really big changes next year. Yeah, well, either can the show or actually make it what it's meant to be because it was a joke. It was an absolute joke. Well, thank you for being so vulnerable and opening up and being so honest and raw. Really enjoyed chatting to you and getting the full story about what really went down. It's been so interesting. No, thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you for, you know, shedding some light on a bit of truth towards, yeah, what the show's actually about. Warning. Oh, my God. Okay, let's focus. That's all the tea I've got for you guys today. I hope you enjoyed my interview with Beck. If you did, please leave a five-star rating and let me know what you thought about the episode by leaving a review. I've also dropped a bonus episode on Patreon where I've answered all of your burning Married at First Sight questions. If you want more Married at First Sight goss, go and have a listen to that. There is a link in the show notes. I've also put a lot of other juicy little bits and pieces on there, dropping pretty much daily. So make sure you go and check that out. And if you want daily gossip updates, follow me on Instagram at Sojourn podcast underscore twitter at so dramatic pod and of course there is the facebook page and the facebook group and for everything else including the merch head to so goodbye good riddance and good luck ciao for now kind regards <laughs> oh my god oh my god so dramatic with megan Pacetto.